This is Self Care You with Scott, and on today's episode, we continue the conversation about rewiring our subconscious with David Galloway from Into Thrive. David is a registered orthomolecular health practitioner, a meditative conditioning coach, and a smoking specialist. So, what does that all mean? Well, it means David and the team at Into Thrive are an elite group helping people restore their health. But don't take my word for it. Let me read David's exact words from IntoThrive.com. It's become my sole purpose to help people align their subconscious programming with their own definition of success so they can live even happier and healthier lives. Today we chat about my firsthand experience with recoding my own subconscious. We provide a blueprint for people on the fence with this practice and we chat about one of the most addictive, deadly habits, smoking. This is Self Care You and we're about to level up with David Galloway from Into Thrive. What's good, everybody? Thanks for sticking around for part two of rewiring your subconscious. We explore my experiences with David and help provide a blueprint for people that may be interested in this topic. This is a great conversation. I'm excited for it. So let's get into it. Today, we have part two of our conversation about rewiring our subconscious. I'm joined again with David Galloway. David, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, sir. How are you? I'm doing really well. And David, for some of those that maybe didn't catch our first episode, maybe you can give them a little bit about yourself, what you do. What do I do? It's almost easier to say what I don't do. I do a lot of work. So I really work in, in the health business, helping people get their lives back in, in, in order from a mental aspect, from a physiological aspect, um, almost from a spiritual aspect to really help them get back on track and attain a thriving health. That's a pretty good way to express what you do. And today we're diving deeper into the conversation about our subconscious and how powerful you can feel about by adjusting your mindset. So we'll get into the practice of recoding your subconscious and how our session went. But first, I really wanted to start out with sharing my story, which led me on this path. So for those who know me really well, they generally reference me as a strong-willed, maybe outgoing. I promise you, I didn't just make that up, David. They People actually say this stuff. But you know... <laughs> I'm a human, right? So I go through all the same things that everyone else does. And in 2019, I was at a conference in front of 250 people and I had a panic attack. As a result of the panic attack, I developed some self-doubt and some confidence issues. And it was traumatic. I started to really kind of have this fight or flight feeling where I would do presentations and I really had this panic attack and I tried to mask it. I knew it needed to be addressed. And I'm a big fan of laws of attraction. And when people have positive thoughts, you generally track things that are positive. I decided that I was going to put myself in the world of Toastmasters. And that's where I met your partner, Karen. And I remember the first thing I said to her was, I know you from somewhere. I just don't know where. But really, what I meant to say was, we're meant to meet because that conversation allowed that relationship to build. And then I met you. And now I'm so intrigued about mindset that I'm trying to recode my subconscious and really trying to make sure that that anxiety doesn't come back in. So David, I would love to turn the floor over to you and maybe you could talk us through our sessions, some of the stuff that you know you notice, some of the things that you do during these sessions and really kind of give the listeners an understanding of rewiring your subconscious. Perfect. So every, every situation is different. So the first thing that we always want to do is just kind of get a better understanding 
of where the person is. You know, the, the model that I use in anything, any of the therapies or any of the protocols is a GPS model. A GPS works really well, but it has to know two things. It has to know where you are and it has to know where you want to go. So knowing those two things allows us to then develop a roadmap and then just follow the step one, two, three, all the way until you get to where your destination is. The, the mindset piece, I've been working on this for, for a number of years. And what it, you know, I'll give you a little bit of history before I you know, talk about you specifically. What, what I found is that when we were working with health, a lot of people were taking health very transactionally. They would, you know, they would feel not be feeling well or they think they're, they're way too much or whatever their challenge is. They often know what they have to do and they'll try doing it, but they do it until that pain that initially cut, put them into motion goes away and then they go back to what they're doing already. So from a physical fitness point of view, we had people come into our, our fitness club, work out like fiends so they could hit Dairy Queen on the way home. And it was kind of this very, I do this to get that. And, you know, from a nutritional point of view, it was the same idea. I'm going to do the healthy stuff until I'm healthy. Then I'll go back to all the poisonous stuff that got me into the bad shape in the first place. So looking at how that worked, the one commonality was how the mind works, how they view things. So with a martial arts background, I really understand how people do what they do and the motivations behind it. So it allowed me to delve deep into this particular field. In your specific situation, there was, you know, as you mentioned, there was that traumatic experience. Um, and that to me is kind of the starting point. That's the surface level type uh, indications. From there, when we have the conversation, we found that there were other things below the surface. And what's nice about the way that I work is I don't need to know what's going on behind the surface. I allow the body to actually go and do it through that subconscious recoding or the rewiring, as you, as you said. By having the body or having the mind look at things from a different perspective, it allows you to open them up, get the learnings from them, and then desensitize it from an emotional point of view. And once you do that, you can take those learnings and apply it to your everyday life instantaneously. So it's not something that you do a session and you got to wait a couple of weeks. Like, you know, if you stop uh, eating donuts, you may not notice your weight change for, you know, several weeks or several months. With this, the, the change is almost instantaneous. I'm sure you'll be able to, you know, tell us your, how you experienced that. What we did is, you know, we had you, you know, relax allow us to open up and get into your subconscious because the subconscious really controls everything that we do. There are terabytes of information comes in through all of our senses. It comes in through our eyes, our ears, our touch, our smell, our taste, all this information comes in. The conscious mind can't process that information. So it relies on the subconscious to understand it and then code it so that it can be drawn upon at a later date. So if you forget where your keys are, you're thinking consciously, I don't know where my keys are, but if you just relax, take a few breaths, your subconscious checks the file, so to speak, finds them and says, hey, here it is. And then the conscious mind takes credit for, oh, I remember, here it is. So it's really, you know, two separate entities that don't always work together in, the, in alignment to go in that same direction. So when we work with the subconscious, we identify what the, the programming is that's causing the issue. We identify it and then we change it. We give it a new task. So for example, people that you know, are smoking, smoking is a very, very powerful habit, but it's really a habit. So there's a little subroutine working in the background that tells the person every 20 minutes, oh, you got to get up and have a cigarette. You got to get up and have a cigarette. They don't consciously have to do it. The subroutine does that. So when we go in, we can recode that information to give it a new task. 
So instead of, you know, saying you need to have a cigarette, it could say you're awesome. And just every time you would have had a cigarette, you're going to say I, you're awesome. That will build your confidence. And then it gets the alignment between the subconscious and the conscious mind. So with yourself, we followed this same sort of protocol where we're able to, for you to go in, look within yourself, identify the part, so to speak, that was controlling or being controlled by that anxiety, give it a different task, we'll change into something else and then reinstall it. And once we reinstall it, again, that change is instantaneous. And now you get the benefit as you move forward from it. So really that's, you know, I wish it was more complicated than that. Uh, I wish I could, you know, give you some fancy words to make it sound really mystical, but essentially I, I give you a pathway, you walk it mentally and, you know, you get the results. Yeah. Sometimes though, that path line feels daunting. Like before I got into this and understanding about the subconscious, I was very green to it. I didn't know very much about it. And it felt like I had to climb mountains to get to that point. So one of the things when I came in touch with you is I wanted to be educated about mindset and really start to understand it and really start to tackle some of these anxieties. Because I got to the point where I was like having meetings that were only like five people deep and I'm standing up there having a, a like a mini panic attack and sweating in front of people and worrying about judgment and all things that I had never encountered in my life because I'm a fairly confident person. I had no problem standing in front of people and having conversations. It's just this little traumatic experience really roadblocked me, if you will. And I think one of the big things I'd like for you to get into is really understanding how you rewire the subconscious. Like I got this vision that we've talked about a couple of times. It's like, you know, you have clear mud on the ground and you have these tracks, which is your subconscious and where you are right now. And in order to recode them, you have to go back in and remake those, those tracks or those paths of like you're talking. That's kind of how I understand it. And I'm sure everybody has their own vision of understanding how it actually works, but I'd love to hear your explanation and how that actually is. Again, the subconscious is very, very powerful, but it works essentially in metaphors or stories is really the way that it uses that information. So when you have a dream, there's imagery in the dream and it doesn't, there's no literal translation, you know, a dream of a bridge. Oh, there's a bridge. It, there's going to be some other relevance to you um, that makes sense to you, but might make sense differently to someone else. So it's a very unique experience. The mind is so powerful that if you were to imagine a lemon, a fresh, crisp lemon, and you cut it and you slice it and you really visualize slicing it, and that spray comes up and you smell that spray, and it's so powerful and it's so strong, but it's so tasty. If you can visualize that to the point where you actually start to salivate, there's no lemon. It's all in your mind. So the brain doesn't understand the difference between things you imagine and things that are actually real. It's just sense, it's just input coming in for it to process. If you can have a thought to create that physiological response causing you to salivate, why can't we then use thinking or thought patterns to do other physiological changes? So with a situation where you have, you know, traumatic experience, there's emotion tied to it. So when we go in, we find out what that is. And, you know, if I, if I can, I'll use the example what we did. It's called parts negotiation. You visualize whatever the anxiety is or whatever that stressor is, and you think to yourself, you just relax, you think, you visualize inside your body and you think where in my body does that part live? And it might be multiple little parts. It could be, you know, little particles. It could be a blob, whatever it is. And then you, once you visualize it, you visualize it with a certain color. The color will have a representation to you. 
we go through the process of imagining you, you extract all these little particles of that color of that substance out into in front of you, where you can actually hold it in your hands, visualize it, look at it, see it, touch it. And then we transform it. So if, you know, I ask the person, you know, what color is it that's causing the stress? And they say, well, it's red. Perfect. Pull all that red out, gather it together in front of you. And does it have a texture? Yeah. It's kind of like putty. Perfect. Okay. Take this putty. And we're going to mold it. What's the opposite color uh, of red? Or what's the opposite feeling of anxiety? What's that? What's a color for confidence? It's blue. Perfect. Well, I want you to transform it to blue now. So you slowly take this red mass, turn it into a blue mass. Now, the, you know, then you ask, is the texture, did you change the texture? Yeah, I'm going to make it more granular, like sand. Perfect. So now we're going to take this putty and turn it into blue sand. Complete we then imagine we put it back into the same place where it was before because it was doing a very good job at what it did. Now we want to have it go in and now exude confidence versus that anxiety. So again, all happens in the mind through that visualization, but that doesn't make it any less powerful because as I said, if you can imagine a lemon and you start to salivate, that's a physiological response based on a thought. You know what? This is exactly what I felt. So when we went through our session, we had this, obviously the same practice that you just described. And I saw a blue ball that was somewhat grainy, almost kind of like ocean water, if you will, in the sense that it was a little bit dark blue, but it was blue and I could hold it in my hand. And I really remember from that session, the unplug, for some reason I had like this, this theory or feeling of like the matrix. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie before, but it's like, you know, they unplugged themselves in the back. And I had this idea that I was like, I'm plugging my subconscious and we're going to rework it and we're going to put it back in, in a different state, a different perception, if you will. So everything you just said to me reminded me of exactly what we went through. I'm interested in some of the physical changes because I know through our, our activities, um, I became a lot more relaxed. I'm wondering if you could talk about some of the breathing methods. I know that we worked really hard at you know, making sure that I was relaxed so I could really get the most out of it. So maybe you could kind of talk a little bit about that. When you have the conscious mind, then you have the subconscious. And I, I often use the, the example that the subconscious is like a hard drive that's within your body. And then you have the conscious mind, which is really around your head. And the conscious mind often overshadows everything because it really thinks it's it's king or queen. It really thinks it runs the show. But the reality is it's, this, it's a hard drive that runs all the operating system, that runs all the little programs that have been installed over the years. That's where those things live. Um, what we When we go into a relaxed state, we actually sort of, we compress the conscious mind down to the point that the hard drive or the subconscious can now come more to the surface. So an example is, if you're you know, walking along or you know, moving through the house and you trip, you don't consciously think about how you have to move so your face doesn't hit the ground. Your subconscious leaps into what we call the executive position. It leaps into control, allows your body to contort and twist and move so that your face doesn't hit the ground. And then it goes back into the, the background again. So it comes forward when necessary. When we go into the relaxation state using breathing, so breathing is very, very powerful. Um, you can use it to slow your heart rate. You can use it to, you know, really control anxiety. You can lower your blood pressure. A lot of physiological changes around the breathing. And then if you combine that with the visualization, incredible effects from there. So when we do the relaxation, we have you basically slow down, think less, 
but allow your thoughts just to wander so the subconscious can come more to the surface and allow us to interact with it. Well, it's true because one of the things that I witnessed and one of the practices that I've always tried to, you know, in my uh, fight or flight mode was to try and use my Fitbit to track my heart rate to really determine whether or not when I have panic attacks, whether or not my heart is actually moving at 190 beats a minute, like it feels. I started to have a little bit of a panic attack when we first started chatting, just probably because of the unknown, right? Like I didn't necessarily know you other than like our few conversations, right? And I'm in your house and now I'm going to potentially go through these sessions that I have never gone through. So there was a little bit of uncomfortableness going through that. So when I went back and looked at my, at my Fitbit and the heart rate that I had, it was high. And then you can tell like five minutes in, it started to drop. And then I started to get real calm and I started to get into a rhythmic heart rate. I was really interested in a part where I couldn't lift my feet off the ground. I was standing up in your house and we were kind of going through this. And I recall not being like they were cemented to the ground. Maybe you could tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, those are called convincers. And when it happens, it really convinces you that there's something going on with the, the, the techniques that I use. The one challenge that I get sometimes is people don't really believe that anything's actually happening if we're having a conversation you're visualizing the conversation so you're going on this journey in your mind and i'm kind of walking down the path but there's no tangible effect so one of the things that i do is i'll do these little convincers to allow you to have more of a visceral experience which then empowers the whole session so it almost doubles the power of the overall session because then you can see that the mind the subconscious is in the executive position is taking control and is causing these things to happen. So when we get you to relax and then we give you the idea that, you know, your feet are actually part of the floor and visualize and imagine they're part of the floor. Imagine you can't tell the difference between the floor and your feet. And you can't even see if there is a difference there. And then we ask you to try to move your feet. If your feet are actually part of the floor, then you're not going to be able to do it. So then you're going, wait, I can't move my floor, move my feet. Cause I can't move the floor. And wow, that's really cool. I didn't expect that, but that gives you a, a it convinces you that there's actually something else going on that you can now relate and go, wow, that was really cool. I, I, I don't know what happened. It was just, but I, this thing happened. Yeah, it definitely was an eye opener for me. Not necessarily that I actually didn't open my eyes, but I was really relaxed in this state. And I remember going through it like, man, I can't even move at this time. And it was, you know, the way that your words were coming, the way I was perceiving things, the way I was understanding that I was one with the floor. I just couldn't move from the floor. It's, it's amazing how you have this ability to lead you in the direction of understanding. One of the things that I got from it was that really helps my state right now is laws of attraction. And maybe there's this theory of laws of attraction, but you really explained it to me in the best way, which is, you know, making sure that you convey what you want and it will come back to you. I would love for you to kind of give us a little breakdown of where you were in that regard and what you're trying to actually, or what you were trying to actually tell me. As I said before, the model I use is you have the conscious mind, you have the hard drive. And when you think about energy, energy really has a, is a vibration. Um, Nikolai Tesla actually was very, very big that if you can understand frequency and vibration, you will unlock the secrets of the universe. And that was his big kind of thing. He did some pretty amazing things. Um, Someone asked Albert Einstein, what does it feel like to be the smartest person in the world? He says, I don't know. You have to ask Nikola Tesla. You know, so, you know, he's very high, high regard, but that was his concept with the vibration. So 
if you think about thoughts as intent, that intent has a, an energy or a vibration, that vibration will now radiate out from you. Whatever your dominant thought pattern is, that's the frequency you're broadcasting at. And you will attract things of a similar frequency, but you'll repel things of a different frequency. On the, the model that we use, we use the GPS model, right? You have to know where you are. You have to know where you want to go. Knowing where you want to go is setting that intention. I want to be 10 pounds lighter. I want to be 50 pounds lighter. I want to be a rock star. I want to sleep better. Whatever your, your goal is, you set that intention and then you believe that it's already been achieved. So one of the philosophers I follow, his name is um, Neville Goddard, and he talks about you have to live in the feeling of the wish fulfilled. So if your wish or your dream is to be you know, successful or to have a certain amount of money, whatever your definition of success will be, what will that feel like? Get into that vibration, get into that feeling. So if you know the person is uh, trying to lose weight, they wanna you know, drop some weight. Okay, so you're gonna drop 30 pounds, that's your goal. What will you look like? How will people look at you? How will you feel? What will your clothes look like? What will you do differently and just get really embody the emotions of having achieved that and maintain that vibration as much as you can, because that's what's now going to be attracted to you. There's a, a law called the law of polarity and the law of polarity states that with every challenge or every sort of obstacle, the solution is in the here and now. And it's your own resistance that causes the break, the breakdown between the problem and the solution. But if you focus on that solution and that's your vibration, you will attract it to you. And it might seem magical, but things will conspire to bring that into being to allow you to be successful. Almost like that aha moment, right? When it happens, you're like, oh, I've been waiting for this to happen. Like, for instance, I've been waiting to have a conversation with someone like you for a long time. I've really been trying to understand my mindset and making sure that it, becoming a healthier me. I guess it's just funny the path line that I took in order to kind of reach you through Karen going to Toastmasters thinking, you know, public speaking was really my issue when really, I think it was my subconscious and really understanding that I don't really have these anxieties. I just perceive them as anxieties, right? One of the things too, that I really enjoy having conversation with you about, because my mom used to be a smoker. It took her having heart failure to really jump off that wagon and stop smoking cold turkey. And you and I've had this conversation where sometimes cold turkey is actually the worst result pattern. So for somebody to get, you know, over their addiction of smoking. And I know you've since taken these courses and you're really educated in that. And self-care use about providing people answers to questions that they might not know. I'd love to hear about how you can help people to stop smoking and really try and better their health that way. The, the smoking thing, um, there's a lot of misinformation out there. And when it comes back to the beliefs, when, when I talk to people about beliefs, it's almost like if you wear a glass, like you put on some glasses that have a yellow tint, then everything you perceive will be in that yellow tint. If I give you blue colored glasses and I get you to change them, I've just given you a brand new reality because now everything is blue. So it's how you perceive things. Your beliefs color the world and how things will, will happen. With the smoking, people believe that it's, it's an addiction. And what I do is I challenge them and I give them proof to disrupt those beliefs. So if I can put them into a state of confusion, because they know it's an addiction, they know it's going to be hard to quit. They know they're going to gain weight. They know these, these things, 
But after a short conversation, if I can disrupt those beliefs to now they're not sure anymore, because I can give the proof to prove the, you know, my, my claims of what to do. Now they're in a position where they can, well, I thought that was true, but maybe it's not. So maybe, you know, maybe it's being difficult. Maybe that's not true as well. Then we go through a protocol where we remove the, the attraction, the, you know, the vibration. We remove that piece first. And then we do the, the mind, the, the recoding work to make sure that the beliefs that maintained the little habit that ran in the background was very effective. We make sure we give that a new task so that it doesn't go back and try to find that old way of doing things. But it's, it, it's very simple. It's a two hour process, 96% success rate in a single session, and it's hundred percent guaranteed. So it's, it's incredibly effective. Well, part of my job is to work in the municipalities and rec recreation centers. And we see these, you know, kind of rehabs where people come from heart failures or heart attacks. And they, I think they call it cardiac rehab and they're trying to break through and, you know, get their cardio up. And it seems like this program obviously can help individuals like that if they have that habit. Cause we obviously know that one of the number re number one reasons why people have heart attacks or lung issues is from smoking, right? How can somebody maybe get in touch with you? Is there a process that they have to go through in order to kind of understand the information? Or do you maybe want to give them a little bit of, you know, what the next steps are or how they can, you know, get off that bandwagon of smoking? Yeah, the, the process that I'm using right now is I have initial consultation with the person and I determine, are they ready? Because if, you know, all, you know, if the person comes to me and says, yeah, I've been told I need to quit smoking. Well, do you want to quit smoking? Well, not really, but I've been told I'm supposed to. I, I can't help them because they're not there yet. We have it's a, a term called they have to be at threshold, which means it's got to be me. It's got to be now. When you know a lady gets pregnant, she quits cold turkey and there's no stress. There's no anxiety. There's no withdrawal. She just knows I have this major reason to do this now. So the body goes, okay, let's do it. I'm done. They, they do it. The problem is sometimes after they've had the child, they go back to smoking, they pick up where they left off. They don't have to, but that old program was running, waiting for the opportunity to come back and do it. Um, to, in order to do it, so I have that first initial consultation just to make sure they are ready because I don't, I don't want to waste their time um, going through the process and have them go, yeah, well, you know, I'm going to have one on the way home just to see if it works or not because that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. If they're interested in connecting with me, I have a website at www.intothrive, so I-N-T-0-T-H-R-I-V-E.com forward slash smoking. And once you, if you, when you go to this website, you, it'll open up the window. You can download a, an ebook, which is the five myths to quitting smoking. And it really helps disrupt some of those beliefs. And then from there, if that resonates with you or it prompts you to get, yeah, I'm ready. i got to do this. It's got to be me. It's got to be now. There's a link where you can book that initial consultation as well. I truly believe in this stuff, David. I've told you this a thousand times. I really want to get into my current state. So how I am now after our session. And it's safe to say that my mindset has been altered positively. I generally was a pretty positive person, but I've gone to a new level now. Like we like to say, I've leveled up. I feel more light. I feel more energetic. I feel motivated. And I have zero self-confidence issues. Like they have vanished. And this is something you told me after our session that you very well will not feel these. If anything, you maybe get a little bit, but I haven't felt anything. It's actually amazing. And I've done some presentations and I obviously have a podcast and I'm talking to people and I'm out there and I have not once 
felt anxious when doing so. I've actually felt like I'm back in my groove and I'm aware that, you know, it's still there, but through positive reflection, I've been able to block out that negative and really rewired myself to think differently. So I appreciate your work that I wanted to make sure that I got that out there. But post our session, I've had a ton of successes that I've been waiting for. I've been talking about, I've been trying to manifest. And now that I have this different outlook from our session, I've become more energetic and more motivated to go get those goals that I wanted that were just kind of right in front of me. I just had to do some work. I just had to make sure that I was at the right frequency, like you mentioned. I live for this stuff. This is really important stuff. And David, I really think maybe you could give us a little bit of how some of your clients react to some of you know these sessions that they go through. Well, if I may, uh, I got a testimonial uh, actually just today from a client that I work with just last week. Um, is it okay to share that? Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Let's hear it. All right. So, Excuse me. So this lady I was working with, I've known her for a few years and uh, about six months ago, something happened. She had some sort of traumatic event and, you know, I, I don't, again, I don't need to get into the details, which is really cool, but the process, she has it within her and we help her work through it. So I did a session with her last Sunday or the Sunday before, so it might've been two weeks now or almost two weeks. And the results have been night and day. Uh, her husband actually sent me a text saying, you know, it's incredible. She, it's like a brand new person. Things are that, that, that different. So she says, um, going through a separation after a 24-year relationship resulted in all kinds of emotions coming to the surface. I was feeling distressed, anxious, like I want to jump out of my own skin. I was definitely not myself, making decisions totally out of alignment with my character, which made me feel even worse. During my session with David, we pinpointed that these feelings were much deeper in the subconscious in those beliefs. I was feeling unworthy, unlovable, and my confidence was definitely impacted. Almost immediately after the session, I noticed that I was feeling much more like myself. And every day, a little more, a little more, um, and a little more improvement. I wake up and get things done now. I play with the kids. I laugh. I dance. I sing. I cook. I'm enjoying life. I'm so grateful that we're able to spend that time together and help me change that difficult period of my life and put it behind us. So it's an example of making a difference in someone's life just by having almost like a conversation, like we said, you know, with yourself, we go through the, the process and the results are nothing short of fantastic, but it, it's such a powerful tool because everything we do comes from our mind. Like it's all connected to that. Well, that's some pretty awesome stuff. You know, I'm maybe not at the same level as where she is and, and some of the things that she's encountering, but I definitely saw my successes. It doesn't matter at what level you get, whatever positive direction you're heading. That's the big key, right? It's about education. And I felt being educated and starting to understand, work my mind to start understanding that I can really be powerful with it was one of the big things that I took away from it. So hearing that testimonial isn't necessarily just validation for you or into thrive, but validation for myself, your client, somebody that really respects the business and hearing that there's another person out there that's going through some stuff that really utilized your education in the way that you teach. So if anybody's listening to this, that's really on that fence, whether it's smoking, whether you have some anxieties with you know, public speaking, or maybe it's just general anxieties, you have to reach out to David, I promise you. And if you don't feel that you can reach out to David to have that conversation, reach out to me. We can have a conversation. I can tell you about my experiences and I'd be glad to put you in touch with David because this stuff can change your life. It really can. 
David, I wanted to thank you for coming on and really talking to us. But before we got off this podcast, I wanted to make sure that I expressed how I felt walking out of your house. So I've known Karen for some while now, and we've had Karen on the on the podcast. And when I walked out, the first thing I said to Karen was, do I look different? Actually, didn't even mean to ask her that. I didn't even know where that thought process came from. But she was there and I said, do I look different? And she told me that I looked lighter and I, I look like I was kind of more bouncier, more upbeat. And it's amazing that that just happened. I spent like three hours in, in your house, but it literally just happened. And I was already starting to see those effects. Do you generally see that with your clients? Yeah, again, every, every situation is different, but uh, Karen's very intuitive as to, you know, the energy that people exude. And the one thing we've noticed is that the, that lighter phrase seems to come up more often than not. Everyone seems to say, I feel lighter. But, you know, the smile that people have when, they, when we finish the session, it's so different compared to when they arrive. That delta between when they arrive and when they leave is, is tangible and they can feel it. You can, people can see it. But it's the it's the difference that goes on behind the scenes that really makes that, you know, makes that happen. Yeah. If you're sitting on the fence and you're really battling something, you really need some help. David is the person that you need to chat with. It's into thrive. David, maybe you have some more contact information that you want to give out so people can reach out to you. So my email is David at intothrive.com. Again, the smoking cessation is through that website. Uh, and then I have an Instagram account as well, but I can never really seem to remember. I think it's at I thrive now, you might know it better than I do. <laughs> no problem. Listen, we'll make sure that that all that information gets out because in self care, you were trying to make sure that people get those answers to the problems or, or any type of situation that they might be going through. So don't worry, leave that with us. We'll make sure they can get in touch. David, thanks for your time. I appreciate it always. My pleasure. And I really, uh, I love the fact that you're making a difference in the world and you're reaching people, you know, far beyond the, the borders of just our own little town here. And uh, it's, we need more people doing what you do to make it be- the world a better place. I appreciate that. Thank you. I want to thank David for coming on the show and educating us about our subconscious. If you're interested in the services that they provide at Into Thrive, get over to www intothrive.com. I promise you, I've experienced their work firsthand and it is elite. This is Self Care You, and we definitely leveled up today with David Galloway from Into Thrive. <music>